0: Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kroff. Hey, good morning, everybody. It
1: is uh, six minutes past six o'clock. Welcome to Political Coffee, where we try to talk about the political issues of the day, locally, nationally, internationally, whatever is out there, in a manner, in a way, It helps you change your world, and you do that by listening or participating in the conversations that we have about those daily different political issues, and talk about them in a manner that the average person gets and understands, not in some ethereal, um, high-level intellectual standpoint. Because that ain't me, folks. Yes, I know it's improper English. Mrs. Eiler, my high school English teacher, would be so disappointed in me using that word. Ain't. Anyway, uh, it's all about banking today and wokeism in Oregon. And believe it or not, the two of them are actually combined. Huh? Huh? yeah no kidding the bottom of this hour uh we're going to talk with charlie from accurate precious metals about this well the domino effect that may happen now obviously joe biden's going to be talking here in just a few minutes Uh, we're not going to carry that live of course but uh, the impact of it is, is um, you know, the in the bailout, and that's what it is, folks. It's a bailout, and and I, and I said this, folks. Uh, I I did say this in a chat room that I am prone to um, hang out in from time to time and look at during the day. On Friday, you know. There is no way that the Silicon Valley, which is as leftist as you can get, obviously, because that's where, you know, all the social media stuff comes from, right? Microsoft, Apple. There was no way that they were going to and all of those venture capital investors, because that that's what Silicon Valley Bank was primarily. Big VC venture capital firm that that funds all of these little startups. I watched an interview with a Silicon Valley um, bank customer, which was some some gal in in a startup. They had ten million dollars of borrowed money from investor money, if you will, in that bank that they could not get out. They have payroll to meet. Okay, so it's a real problem. But is a government bailout the answer? Hmm? Now, late last night, I, I said this. I said that the phones are burning up to the White House and to Congress. I said this on Friday, and no doubt that's what happened. Because, uh, of course, what's going to happen is in a few minutes, Joe Biden's going to come out and this president who has trouble putting sentences together, just depending on how how much they pump him full of drugs, I suppose, as he comes and goes, Um, you know, it just um, is, he's gonna try to reassure. The Federal Reserve Bank came out yesterday and also did Janet Yellen, who's treasury secretary, and the the person that heads up the FDIC, they all came out and said, "We're going to guarantee the depositors are going to get their money back." So in other words, we're going to de we're and it's not going to ta- cost the taxpayers a dime. That folks is an absolute lie, an absolute lie. Oh well, it it's all going to happen between you know the the FDIC and depositors under two hundred fifty thousand are are covered and, you know, from the FDIC funds. Where do the FDIC funds come from? Oh, they come from money that is fees that banks have to pay into the FDIC. Do banks pass that along to us? Well, let me ask you this question. Does the sun rise in the east and set in the west? It kind of does, doesn't it? This is sort of like, um, and we'll get to this story today too. It's about the Oregon Catalyst story about parents fuming in Eugene. Why? Because the teacher's asking students for their sex story ideas. Now, how's that tied into this? Well, the story starts off saying that in 2019, the politicians passed the largest tax in Oregon's history to fund education at the expense of several businesses that were taxed out of Oregon. Now taxpayers can see what kind of education they're receiving. So this is the hidden sales tax, which Oregon's Constitution doesn't allow, except we have several examples of it that are being allowed. Why? Because the Oregon Supreme Court said it could. Even though the Oregon Supreme Court, bought and paid for by Kate Brown's appointees, are obviously not reading Oregon's Constitution, at least correctly. They're woke. So we pass a hidden sales tax, or I should say the legislature passes a hidden sales tax. And what do we get for that? Well, we all get to pay it. And in fact, you can see it on receipts. Home Depot, Lowe's, a lot of other places, certainly the car dealerships. Because they're allowed to put it on the receipt. They're allowed In fact, I I get it on some of my receipts. So, we are paying it, just like with the FDIC. You're paying it in the form of your bank fees, folks. You may not know it, but you are. It is a taxpayer bailout. That's all this is. Now, it wasn't just Silicon Valley Bank. The bank that... And you got to love the irony of this. Signature Bank out of New York. They closed Donald Trump's account after January 6th. The regulators shut them down also. Now, the communique that I read late last night, and again, I predicted all of this was going to happen over the weekend, and it did. Because the domino effect is profound. And there are other banks that are in a similar problem. This is one of the things we're going to talk with Charlie about from Accurate Precious Metals. How do you protect yourself? Hmm? What if you can't go? I mean, Did you see the pictures of the long lines of people trying to get over the weekend? Trying to get money out of the ATMs at Silicon Valley Bank. Did you see those pictures? How do you protect yourself from even having to worry about that? Well, precious metals is one of the ways of doing that. Now all of this happened and and I want to thank GL Are your investments woke he writes in this email to me by the way it's 503-589-1220 is the power of GMC talk line 503-589-1220 emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news he writes Are your investments woke? Get woke, go broke So apparently there was a story uh, written, there's a number of stories written about this over the weekend drugs orgies and strippers inside the scandalous world of Silicon Valley's super geeks this is a story on M E A W W dot com whatever the heck that is and um An unnamed woman spoke up about the abuse of power, this is what the story says, that takes place in the technology industry of Silicon Valley. In a conversation with author Emily Chang, the woman who worked in tech recalled her experiences at a party she once attended hosted by prominent venture capitalists at his beachside home outside San Francisco. The party was also attended by Elon Musk and Google co-founder Sergey Brin. Musk later said the party was boring and corporate with zero sex or nudity anywhere. However, this woman told Chang how she found herself with two couples on the living room floor covered with white faux fur and pillows and blah, 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 blah. Um, Apparently, this is not unusual. Okay. How about this story? This is a story out of Austin, Texas, which, by the way, is the Texas version of Silicon Valley. Panic. Here's the headline. It's an uh, NBC News affiliate story. Panic and partying rain at SXSW amid the Silicon Valley banks collapse. One of the biggest yearly events for the tech and startup scenes, the bank's demise, this is the subheadline. has been a hot topic of conversation and consternation. Less than 24, this is how the story starts off. Austin, Texas, it was dinner as usual Thursday night. Some 24 hours before its collapse, Silicon Valley Bank, known throughout the tech industry as SVB, hosted a private dinner for a couple of dozen people at Perry's Steakhouse and Grill in downtown Austin. Jake Chapman, a partner at the defense investment firm Marquis and Venture, said he ordered the house specialty pork chop. I was expecting that the SVB folks would address the elephant in the room, but nobody said anything about it. The next day, FDIC took control of SVB. Wow. So party, party, party. Nothing to see here. Now, why would they think that? Well, I'll tell you why they think that, because they knew that the fix was in. They knew that, in fact, the government was going to bail them out. There's another story here in this group of stories that GL sent me. Silicon Valley Bank gave company-wide bonuses hours before it collapsed. Hours, folks. Then, of course, Channel 12 here in Portland, Quotes Janet Yellen says, no federal bailout for collapsed Silicon Valley Bank. And then there's another story here about Silicon Valley Bank pushed woke programs ahead of its collapse. Yes. They were woke. And there are other stories. Regulators close New York's signature bank for much the same thing. In fact, SVP, SVB's risk assessment chief, was under fire for focusing on LGBTQ plus initiatives amid the bank crisis. Chickens are coming home to roost, apparently. Biden is saying that some managers at the banks are going to be fired. That came out in the press release last night. Okay. Is this going to solve anything? Well, there's a story today about a Portland CEO in a startup company. You never think about your bank failing. No, you don't. Until we realize what's been going on behind the scenes. Back in a moment, it is 620. We're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about other stuff happening in Oregon. You don't want to miss it. Back in a moment.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: 22 minutes past the top of the hour. At the bottom of the hour, we have an interview with Charlie of Accurate Precious Metals to talk about how you can protect yourself from the insanity of woke banks that go broke. Now, the reasons they went broke is largely traceable to Joe Biden folks, no no kidding. And And it's because of bonds and the raising of interest rates. The Federal Reserve would not have had to have raised its interest rates so aggressively and fast if it wasn't for Joe Biden's 8% inflation. These banks bought a bunch of bonds at zero interest rates. And the problem is those bonds have to be paid back now at higher interest rates. That's how SVB lost $2 billion because they had to, un. they were going upside down. They had to unload a whole bunch of bonds and they weren't the only ones. There are other banks too, a whole bunch of them. So we're going to talk with Charlie about it and, and how you can protect yourself from this kind of insanity because it's, and Folks, they had to do this. And it is a government bailout. I don't care what Biden says today. I don't care what Janet Yellen says today. It is a government bailout. And by the way, there's a couple of stories here. Gateway, there's a whole bunch of Gateway Pundit stories about this. And I just got to read you some headlines because this is just, just too good to not. And I'll do that in a moment. I got to remind you that this is a radio show that is, You know, our talk line is 503-589-1220. That's the Power Buick GMC talk line. Well, Power Honda is one of our specific show sponsors. They're down in Albany. They have a great assortment of pre-owned certified vehicles. So if you're looking for a certified vehicle, they have that. If you're looking for a new Honda, however, They've got a great website called mypowerhonda.com where you can check out not only their inventory, but you can see about ordering up them going and finding you a specific Honda vehicle that is decked out in all the stuff you want in the right colors. Go to mypowerhonda.com, mypowerhonda.com. All right, now listen to this. Here's a Gateway Pundit headline for you. That was quick, they write. Democrats already asking federal government to censor information on social media that could lead to a run on the banks. Oopsies. Then how about this? Outrageous, here's another headline. Silicon Valley Bank provided massive amounts of capital to Chinese tech ventures now Biden and the FDIC and the Federal Reserve are bailing it out. Clearly China is working, or Biden is working for China. So it wasn't just American companies, but Chinese tech ventures. And then they have a story about the Signature Bank in New York also failing, much for the same reasons that's that woke bank that closed Trump's accounts. Oh, RBC, PNC Financial Group, both withdraw from talks to pursue bids on Silicon Valley Bank. Now, over the weekend, Elon said he might be interested in, you know, buying the bank. Elon to the rescue for everything. By the way, Tesla stock is being just hammered this morning. Another, uh, unfortunately, I have a friend that works at First Republic Bank. Here's another story. Here we go. First Republic Bank plunges 66% in pre-market. 66% today, down in pre-market. Alliance Bank, Western Alliance Bank, I should say, Western Alliance, is down 62%. There's a picture of Western Alliance Bank in California with customers lining up to get money out of it. There's more, and we'll get to all of that, but I got to get to Tim, who is a former vice president of First Interstate Bank. He joins us. Tim, good morning. Hi, Jeff.
2: Um, One thing I want to talk about with the banking. Yes. Because I worked with the federal examiners one year for our First Interstate and uh, with the Oregon Bankers Association. Well, federal regulators, they look at concentrations of your portfolio and they want to know, uh, like in my day and age, like the timber industry, they want to know what percent of our own portfolio was in the timber industry. And then they'd. Uh, ask us to change that concentration so the one thing i would let you know is there isn't anything that the the federal
1: regulators didn't know and okay back in and my, so I'm if sorry. the federal regulators didn't i mean if there's nothing that they didn't know if they're very much aware of it then that means the people at the heads of these banks knew it too didn't they
2: Yes, well what you have to do is you have to plan for the regulators because you don't want them to come in and go, um, you have too much concentration in this because it does impact you if you have to divest yourself of a, a loan portfolio and, and back in my days it was uh, real estate mortgages and uh, savings and loans having problems. So they know and they condone it and they're not surprised so when they're adjusting interest rates they know what the impact is going to be because it's really easy for a bank you match funds if you have a loan out for a car loan at nine well then you want your you don't want to pay any more than five percent for your time deposits you have a four percent spread that doesn't change
1: Interesting. Tim, no doubt we're going to need to draw on your expertise and your experience.
0: Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: 23 minutes before the top of the hour. We are great to be back with you in a moment. We'll uh, connect up with Charles of Accurate Precious Metals. So we can talk about how you protect yourself from what's happening. So what is happening? Well, aside from the insane politics going on in Oregon with things like these parents who are very upset with what's happening down in Eugene at Churchill High School. Because a teacher there is requesting that students write an essay about their personal sex story ideas. Um, Oregon schools lost 34,000 students as one of the worst graduation rates in America. But a teacher, and actually several teachers, are deciding to, I guess, focus on the things that really matter, cultural, sex kind of issues. And then there's another story here about this key housing package. You know, the governor wants to spend $200 million on homelessness. Well, the story here in OPB says it moves forward in the legislature. And then they break down how the money's spent. You know, Tina Kotak, issued an executive order calling on Oregon to produce 36,000 new housing units a year, up from 22,000. Folks, we're going into recession. And it could get worse with this insane banking stuff. But you ought to read the breakdown of this because over 100 million, half of this package doesn't really do anything to solve the problem, folks. It just moves things around. And we already spend hundreds of millions of dollars in Oregon on homeless situations, money, programs, and none of it's working. And then there's a Fox News story about Oregon eyes a mandate for climate change lessons in schools. We talked about that too. Yep, schools now got to, according to this new bill, are gonna have to be taught climate change lessons, more brainwashing, which leads us back to that gross receipts tax that the legislature passed in 2019. You know, that hidden sales tax that we all pay in the background. Yeah, that one. That's what your money's going for folks. Is it is any wonder that 34,000 students and growing are leaving public schools in Oregon? Yeah, that ought to give you some clue to it. Now, Joining us is Charles from Accurate Precious Metals. Charles, good morning.
3: Good morning. Thank you for having me this morning.
1: Yeah, great to have you with us. All right, so what on earth do you think is the outcome of what we're seeing happen with bank runs beginning uh, with the Silicon Valley and the New York bank collapses being taken over by regulator? Now we see that uh, First Republic Bank's shares are down in, in the pre-market. I haven't checked what they've opened up since the market opened. They were down 66% because they're kind of in a similar situation. They bought all these government backed bonds. Western Alliance Bank is down 62%. Customers are lining up to take their money out of that bank. How can people protect themselves?
3: Well, thank you again for having me this morning, Jeff. It's um, rather interesting what's happening through the weekend and last week. And as you were saying, there's another bank Silver Silvergate, that's also collapsed. And last week the Credit Suisse was um, uh, to announce their annual report and the SEC reached out to them and told them to hold off on their reporting. And they've been a little unstable actually quite unstable, which is one of the largest banks in, in Europe that is tied to the UK, which is one of the largest financial markets in the world. So there's, a, there's instability. And what, um, what Acura Precious Metals has been doing, we've been really busy in, in assisting people roll over their 401ks and the IRAs into precious metals. And precious metals is, is just a great place to hedge. And as I've said, you know, stated before in previous conversations that we've had, Jeff, is, is diversification. Um, diversify uh, a percentage of your financial portfolio into precious metals because we just don't know what the future holds, especially in these times as you were sharing with the listeners, there's just a lot of frivolous spending and bad decisions that are being made with our tax dollars. And precious metals is, it's a great asset and it's just proven itself throughout history. And every time there's a catastrophe, precious metals performs, outperforms any asset class. Yeah, it does. I mean, there has traditionally
1: been in the world's history, this, you know, metal, precious metals, Actually, gold and silver being that currency that you go to to yes. protect yourself uh, in the from from these kinds of fiat money um, things. Now, how do in, in your opinion, how does cryptocurrency play into this? Because cryptocurrency, some of these firms are pretty heavily involved in cryptocurrency. Also, how does that play into it?
3: So, as we seen uh, just last week or. Silvergate going um basically the collapse and that was tied to the cryptocurrency quite a bit. You know, this in and cryptocurrency has basically um taken a major correction, a major hit this year, and it's been in the in the bear market. And it's a new asset class, however, you know, not to say that you don't want to invest in cryptocurrency, but it's still a new asset class to basically to see how it weathers out through situations like this. But in the last time where the market had a major correction, every single uh, cryptocurrency, including crypto at the time, was at 65,000, took a major hit, and now is at 22,000. So it's a wait and see, but again, diversification is the key. Um, diversify um, into different asset classes because there's a great king, you know, that uh, a lot of us have heard of. Solomon. He says, "Divide your portions into seven, maybe even to eight, because when there's misfortune occurs to the earth, you know, we just don't know how things are going to land. And if you put all your eggs in one basket, and situations like what's beginning to happen happen, if you have it all." your eggs in one basket it's just going to fall and all crash
1: well you know that old saying is from (laughs) people in the agricultural industry like me uh and you know i i completely agree it's one of the reasons that i am diversifying my portfolio of crops that i grow for that very reason because if if you have all one crop and for whatever reasons that crop doesn't do well then you're you're really hurting and then the same thing is true if you have all your investments in say stocks especially your 401k now you talked about that specifically how mm-hmm. can you help people who have 401k's or other people diversify into precious metals how how, how would that work
3: so we have custodians that we work with it, with the 401k's and the IRAs and we're able to assist people to roll over from the stock market and into precious metals and it's no different than having your custodian that you currently have with the stock market but now it would be in precious metals and accurate precious metals assists um, our clients in every single step of the way to make it really simple and painless and that way you could roll over your entire ira ira or a portion of it into precious metals And it's really simple. We just help our clients and we step them through. And the process is actually really very simple. Um, And then the other method is people come in, pay cash, write a check, do wire transfers. And the one thing that I'll share with you is that since we have a refinery where we purchase precious metals from a lot of different agencies and we sell to minting companies, it gives us a competitive edge on our pricing. And our silver product, we have the best silver uh, pricing anywhere in the nation. Uh, So I encourage the listeners to come and take a look at us or come visit us and meet us. We are a family-owned business located here in Salem. We're a a national company, but we're located here in Salem. We can just walk in and meet us. We're a debt-free company. We own the building that we're in. So we're a stable company. Uh, we've been in business over a decade and we'd love to be able to earn our uh, people's trust and not just do business with them just one time, but for a lifetime. Because precious metals, as I was saying, diversification, uh, we encourage people to um, to invest about 10 to 15% of their financial portfolio into precious metals. It's just another asset class to just hedge themselves especially what's happening right now and this is just the beginning it's just it's going to get worse yeah i know this I'm is not. just the beginning this is just starting we have investors from every asset class from real estate from the stock market exiting a lot of their assets and coming into precious metals and we have a chance an opportunity to listen to their experiences and what they see the outcome of our economy and where it's headed and you know i don't want to go into a conversation making it you know just down and, and negative but the fact remains that this is what's happening right now and i just encourage the the listeners to come and meet us and to see our facility and if you're just thinking about um, rolling over your 401k or your ira come talk to
0: us ask questions Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: We are back. Great to have you with us. Sorry about uh, going a little bit long there with Charles. We will have him back because this, folks, this thing ain't over. I don't care what Biden says, what Yellen says, what Jay Powell says from the Federal Reserve. It ain't over, folks. In fact, I, you know, your need to be aware of it is uh, really important. Uh, and how you deal with it. Okay. That's why I, I would encourage you to go to Accurate Precious. Metals website accuratepmr.com. That's what it is. accuratepmr.com. I'm looking at gold prices um, up forty-one dollars today, up two point two four percent. Silver up five point six five percent today. You you better be diversified. I know I'm a long way from um, from being where I should be. Freddie writes an email or a text message says, in my business for 179 years, no one has ever lost a nickel. In 1929, the federal government borrowed money from New York Life Insurance Company. So the government did not go into bankruptcy. I, I will tell you that yes, that's uh, accurately correct. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at news. like the one I got from Corby about banks. Said we've been doing bank bail-ins for a long time. That's ATM fees, live teller fees, paper statement fees, less than a certain minimum. Balance fees, etc. People don't understand that depoters, depositors' money is not insured by the FDIC. What? After the last collapse around the Obama era, they changed the policies to call depositors investors. So your money in the bank is no longer insured. I would have to get confirmation of that because that's you know that's not my understanding, but. Um, doesn't mean that it isn't isn't real. Vivek Ramashwamy, who's a a guy you see on Fox Business, conservative Wall Street guy, Uh, he was also running for president, by the way, as a Republican, Uh, has a Wall Street Journal op-ed, says Silicon Valley Bank doesn't deserve a taxpayer bailout. Well, wait a second. It's not a taxpayer bailout. It's only the FDIC. Uh, as Corby points out maybe that isn't what you think it is and then of course there was this story about Silicon Valley Bank Friday folks Friday they got shut down Friday that same day they paid out annual bonuses to eligible US employees just think about that for a moment the day they get taken over, and Tim pointed this out, the regulators knew. They know that all of these banks have upside down bond portfolios. They know them all. They knew this was coming. And yet, this bank pays out annual bonuses literally hours before the federal government comes in and shut. Well, actually, California banking regulators, but the federal government also comes and shuts them down. They closed the bank. Couldn't get your money out. There was something like $46 billion removed. Some people, I guess, did get their money out on Friday. $46 billion out of this one bank. Now, why would you as a banking organization, why would you, as the leadership of that bank, hand out bonuses when you know you just had, you just took a $2 billion loss because you had to sell your bond portfolio at a huge, huge discount to get people to buy it. Why Why would you then pay out? I mean, this, this all happened before Friday, folks. Why would you pay that money out on Friday? Knowing that the gig was up and that you were in deep trouble. I'll tell you why. Because they knew they could pick up the phone and the big investors in the bank to pick up the phone. were picking up the phone and talking to the white house, talking to Congress, begging them for the taxpayer funded bailout. Now, if it isn't a taxpayer funded bailout in actual terms, what is it? Well, it's an FDIC funded bailout. So it's maybe not a tax payer bailout, but it really is because basically every person, and this is this has to be true of 999999999 percent of everybody who has a bank account anywhere for anything in I know this probably doesn't apply to um, save, uh, n- n- not not savings and loans, but um, credit unions, but it does to anybody who has a bank account. You pay for it in terms of fees. And you are all taxpayers. So in reality, it is a taxpayer-funded bailout. That's just logic. So one of the things you could do in having conversations about this today, and everybody should be talking about it, is to simply ask this question. I don't think it's right that we bail out another bank that made incredibly bad decisions about what they're funding. I don't think we should be funding Chinese tech ventures. I And we shouldn't be bailing that out. And we are bailing it out. doesn't matter that everybody, it doesn't matter what Yellen says or what the Federal Reserve says or Biden says. It's a taxpayer-funded bailout. Because the money's going to come from people who are taxpayers who have bank accounts. I don't think we should bail out a company that paid out annual bonuses hours before they got taken over. You could probably start a conversation with that today. How smart is it? To have all of your money in one banking institution you know something to think about and maybe you should diversify a little bit into precious metals go back to accuratepmr.com, accurate precious metals maybe that makes sense do you trust the banking system i will also guarantee you that because of this entire event there's polling that has been going on over the weekend and it is probably going to be released today or tomorrow. You're going to find there's massive, massive distrust in banking institutions. And there should be. Because it ain't backed up with anything. Except false promises. I'm back tomorrow. There will be no doubt more of this. Tomorrow we have an interview with a Democrat who ran for governor, former Marine. George Perillo, you don't want to miss it.